You're trying to coach them out of being an asshole. I'm trying to coach them out of being an idiot. Uh, being an idiot. <laughs> totally. <laughs> this is the Brand Muffin, the show for all things creative branding, all thoughtfully explored and tastefully debated. The audio watermark goes here. Along with Josh Forstott, I'm Ian Koff. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome to The Brand Muffin, the show for all things creative branding. Today is episode six, and I'm so psyched to get into this, but before we do, a quick reminder that we want you to be a part of our show. So record a voice memo and email it to thebrandmuffinpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your feedback, ideas for future episodes, anything and everything. So up until now, we've taken what I would label as, as a calm, considered approach to our topics. Fair. But Josh, you know as well as I that there are just some things about our industry that are batshit crazy. And today, we're going to rant. Let's go. <laughs> so I'd, I'd, I'd like to do this. Uh, I propose this to you as an unrehearsed word association exercise. Yep. So I'm going to say a word or a phrase, something about our business that I find particularly infuriating, uh, and I want your hot take. Okay. And we can go back and forth. You'll toss out an idea to me. We'll do this a couple rounds, and hopefully we don't forever brand ourselves the Waldorf and Statler of advertising. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll see what happens. So good. So good. So I'm going to kick things off with the phrase, can you just... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is like dad jokes for designers and agency (laughs) people. It's the fill in the blank that that the the client thinks is the easiest, fastest, cheapest. Like, this is, I'm not asking anything. This is like a favor that you can do in five minutes. And it's always the complete opposite of that. Yeah, I, that is so good. God damn it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's, I think uh, immediately I go to the trivializing of whatever they're going to ask because it's the, it's the, the easy button. It feels like to me. So, so make sure I understand when you say the mm. trivializing, you're, you're saying they don't think that it is a really big lift. No. Cause can't you just, can't you just. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but. You know, in that moment when you absorb the the totality of the request uh-huh. and you're thinking, oh, my God, this is like, first of all, scope creep aside, which oh, is like yeah. another separate one. Yeah. Like outside outside of, of that, just from a budget issue, there, there are so many things that have to be considered now. And and I and I know I have to ask a million questions and they don't want to be asked any questions because to them it feels like this is just an easy, obvious nothing. Right. So, so now you're faced with this no-win scenario where you, if, if you say yes, you have to ask them all of these questions that are going to piss them off because they didn't think this was a big deal. And if you say no, you're being an asshole agency that's not doing what they want and they're going to find somebody else to do it. So I think my, I think my, my response back to your initial banger is we can but <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> like 
so 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 tell me um and and you can you can change the names of your clients for for privacy sure. but but like can you give me an example of of a time that this has happened and just how you navigated that conversation so that you ended up at a good place <clears> because <throat> i mean i can tell you honestly it is for me too it it's always so uncomfortable and and i'm forced to to like just be thinking on my feet instantly like how mm-hmm. do i navigate this conversation so that we end up in a good place, but I'm not overcommitted and you, the client, aren't underwhelmed. I think that what I, what I typically do in a, in a scenario like that is be appreciative that they're trying to be creative. Like, is this their way to, oh, I got an mm. idea and they're just super mm-hmm. excited and can we just, here's a great example. We are building a platform right now for a uh, for a uh, HR compliance company and at face value the the process looks extremely simple like a to g but the crap that goes on behind the scenes is so complicated oh for sure that right. you know we're we are we're running we're we're doing background checks we're checking we're doing we're we're submitting through drug age drug testing agents all these different things and it's just like oh well isn't there an api you know kind of a thing right. and it's like right. just 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 connect the api and you're like oh yeah yeah just 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 we'll just we'll just do that and then <laughs> yeah. and, and but i think that's yes, the kind of yes. thing to your point it's like oh well don't they have can't we just connect to their api like just connect to their api and you're like okay well it's connected but then what right like what's right. what's the rebuttal when i say okay we've got it connected we just did that yeah and <laughs> and then <what>? so <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you? Do you have a good one? I have all terrible ones. Um, okay, but that's good because I, be, I I played the optimist here for once. No, but 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 you you said something really interesting that I had not considered before, which was which was that a lot of times these requests come in as a result of the enthusiasm that the client mm-hmm. is kind of generating as they go through the process of working together. And I think that's true, but I don't think I've ever really considered that. And I think it's a good mm. thing. I think that that you know, if you're getting these these requests or questions or whatever, um, it shows that the client is engaged with you. Right. They are. They are. You know, kind of. They're excited to sort of be on that track with you, and and as and and they feel empowered to to toss in an, an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, now they don't have the expertise to do what they want to do, which is why they're working with you in the first place. Right. But it's like a, 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 a five-year-old, like they're so excited. Mm-hmm. Totally. They're not thinking about it before, before they're, they're, um, they're putting it out there because they probably also have a sense that if they did think about it, they'd probably realize it's maybe out of the realm of possibility and they don't, but, but, but they just want to know mm-hmm. because maybe you guys are just even smarter and better than they thought. And this is something you can solve for them. So I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm always very irked when this "can you just do this" comes across my plate because I always, I, I, if, to me, it feels very disrespectful because mm. it's like you're not taking into consideration all the things that I'm going to have to consider in order to say yes. But I mean, you make it—you make a good point that 
that I and and I'd like to give the clients the benefit of the doubt that yep. they're not they're not tossing it out there just to lob a grenade because they want to fuck with us. Maybe this is just a really like a coming of age handling of mm-hmm. the question because I can mm-hmm. tell you the way I intake that versus some of my staff who are younger. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. much the they're still they're still working they're they're working their ass off so I think that it's it's a rub it is definitely a rub you know on them yeah, right and it's it I've got to yeah. go hey guys like you know we're on Slack and I'm like hey pause like you know breathe breathe and then mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. you know you'd kind of do the decompression but you're going guys all this was it was a simple ask. Or we can very easily respond with, look, we took some we took a minute. We we can't. Or this this is out of scope. Let us finish this. Let's move on to as a phase two. Yep. But but again, I do see I uh, to your point, I do see my some of my younger employees that can't get past it. And it's just right. it's just like a, they don't know anything. You know, they're just yep. a dumb client. So that's a that's a t- this is a tough one. <laughs> Well, but it's it, it and and right there are all of these elements to it, and and you bring up another really good point, which is the the more, the older we get, the more experience we have, the less reactive we should at least aspire to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we're just going to be human, and it's going to piss us off. But but I think you're right. Like in my younger years, I would have just like lost my shit Fourth. immediately yeah. and all the time. Yep. And now. It's, you know, I kind of go through the same exercise that you talk about, um, you know, where's it coming from? Right. How can we say yes? Cause I want to say yes. I want to make them happy. And right. ultimately it probably leads to more work for us, which is a good thing. But you know, we have to, we have to go about it in such a way that it's reasonable. I think I'm going to follow up with. You guys are the experts. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's, so, it's one of those loaded. This is so loaded. This is so loaded to me. Yeah. Let me actually modify that. I think it's more of, well, I, I don't know. You, you guys tell me. You guys are the experts. So, okay. When I, when I hear this, uh-huh. I, I always take it as a disingenuous comment. Okay. Be, you know, I I assume they're saying this because they think they know better, mm-hmm. and they want to disagree with our vantage point because they're probably a CMO mm-hmm. or somebody on the team that isn't involved in the day to day building of this mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're doing, and mm-hmm. they're trying to put their stamp on it. Oh, a hundred percent. And they disagree with something in there, and they want to. They want to kind of inject that that viewpoint by way of putting us down. Oh yeah, almost. I agree. It's okay. to, to me. I hear that, and it's like that was a challenge. That's the. Are yeah. you are you sure that's what you want to go with? Because are you sure? I mean, you are the expert, but I'm smarter than you. Kind of a feeling. and. And right. if you're the expert and I don't agree with your expert opinion, I might have to go find a new expert. A hundred percent. 
Yeah. Yeah. So this one, um, that one, yeah. that one, it's, this one rubs me. This one's a good rub. <laughs> and it feels, and it feels, okay. It's like, it's, it's similar, but not to the, the, can you just in terms of where it's coming from this one, you guys are the experts. This one I feel is more tinged with a confrontational tone. Whereas yes. the, the, can you just question right. might be a little bit more naive. It's, it's like, they don't, they yeah. don't, they, they, yeah. they, I feel like they come from it as which I truly don't know. This one to me is maybe like you said, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm, it's the same as the first, but it's antagonistic. Yeah. So agreed a hundred percent. We're on the same page. Okay. And then as far as, you know, how do we deal with it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had this, you know, poised to me on numerous occasions. Okay. Um, I usually like to take it as an opportunity to walk them through the thinking very step by step. Um, you know, kind of mm. give them a, a crash course in in whatever's relevant, whether it's it's the advertising industry or your market in particular, or our approach, or your competition, or it, whatever whatever is going to to set the foundation for why we chose to do what we did. I feel since this often comes from somebody who has not been part of all the conversations, you Ooh, know, it, at least in my point. experience, yeah, good point. in my experience, when, when, I, when we're getting this kind of antagonistic confrontation from somebody on the team, it, it, for me, it, it's more towards the end of the approval process where yeah. we, we've gotten really far down the road. Somebody is coming in the, now it's the to sort of put person. a stamp of approval. Yep, it's that swooping. Yeah, and, and they haven't been privy to all of the conversations mm. that, that have gotten us to where we are now. They, you know, If there was a brief, they may or may not have been a part of that process. Um, they may or may not have been part of the discovery process. Or, or like, even read it. <laughs> Or, right. <laughs> or yeah. he, right? Yeah. So so I think that the context here really matters. How involved has the person been? And and since, again, in my experience, they are less involved than the day-to-day person or persons at the client that you're working with, it is an opportunity to say, I I can understand where some of the, the disconnect may be. Let mm. me walk you through from the beginning our vantage point why we've done what we've done mm. um and and usually that kind of brings us to a, a common ground see i gotta tell you what's so what i love about what you just said seems to me exactly how i treated the first yep way uh-huh. you handle <laughs> so uh, you're handling the negativity better than me I'm handling the uncertainty better than you, but uh-huh. we're both saying yeah. the exact same thing in a sense. You're trying to coach them out of being an asshole. I'm trying to coach them out of being an idiot. Uh, being an idiot. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I love well, this. But, this is but, good. But look, if we if we didn't do these things, we'd be out of a job. Right. Totally. Right? Look, because because here's here's the running joke um, that I always say, like with my teams. I'm like, man, you know, this work would be so much easier without the clients. That's the running joke, right? But the clients are the reason we have a job. So part, of, so half of our jobs, I can say part, but half or more of our day job is not the work that we're doing. It's navigating and coaxing the people for whom we're doing the work, mm. uh, right? I mean, like every project we do, every client we work for is an exercise in teaching. And 
what we have to teach and how we teach and whom we teach all change project to project, client to client. But if we don't adopt an optimistic, yeah, that's fine. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, a viewpoint that says we're going to work to, to, to yeah. find a solution here, as opposed to just being angry and stubborn and standoffish, we're going to be fired. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, it's in our best interest to find these, these solutions no matter how irksome they may be. All right, where do you want to take us next? What's the next one? I'm, I'm just going to call this decision-making by committee. Oh, God. Like, I feel like I'm sweating when you said that. Because <laughs> immediately I go to, like, I understand how, like, how long this is going to take. Like... <laughs> You got mm-hmm. like, there's a great idea in front of you. And now it's like, do I have to jockey to get, you know, to win over everyone? Like, oh my God, this, this one's, this is painful. This is like really, a, um, <laughs> I don't necessarily mind it if everyone is in it from the beginning. I think when it switches to decision by committee at the end. And there are these swoopers that come in that have no clue what the conversations are, the concessions that have been made to get us to this point. Yeah. But but you can't, but again, you can't uh, you can't avoid it. Well well let me let me uh, um let me let me let, let me frame it because I yeah. think what you just described is its own infuriating scenario. But what I really okay. want to hone in on here is when it, it at the beginning of a, of a project, you usually ask who are the decision yeah. makers or who is the decision maker, right? Correct. So that you have a sense of who it's going to ladder up to. Mm-hmm. The problem that I'm kind of referring to is when when they say, we like this, mm-hmm. but we now want to get some other opinions. We want to just put this in front of the accounting team or the yep. HR team and just, you know, or we want to do a focus group. You know, we want to actually invest mm-hmm. time and, you know, in, into it. Mm-hmm. But not because we want to take their their opinion into consideration, but because we're actually putting the onus of the decision making on them. Like whatever they decide, we're gonna go with, even though we've been the ones to to do this with you. So that's just so to me that just sounds like a bad organization because that yeah. that to me is just the the we'll call it the brand the brand. There's a, there's a tremendous lack of accountability, and I think that that yeah. that's just me it, from my perspective, and what I do would be you've there's other problems at hand, and a, a creative agency isn't going to solve that for you. This is no, but what do we do? I mean, it, like we can't solve their their internal problems, but we are. I, I think of, of yeah, the outcome well, here, and I think that right? what I would say is is that I mean the reality is is that. You know, if I'm if we're already into the project, it might be the last project we do. Fair. It it might be something yeah. that if I can't help them learn from it, mm-hmm. that we're just not a good fit. Because if because I always say to your to the question here, you know, we always ask, you know, who are the decision makers, right? And if it's oh yo, you know, Ian, Barbara, Susan, and Molly, I ask. Who's the decision maker? Right. Because it's right. not my job 
to be the mediator for you, for your group, I need to mm-hmm. know when you guys shut the door, you guys might not all agree, but you guys are going to duke it out and Ian's got final say. And yeah. And I but I have Ian seen there are times where and I get nervous because I know that the quote unquote decision maker doesn't have the balls nor the That's ability exactly right. yeah. to own it. So the cheap shot is, oh, we're going to do a focus group or I want to talk to the our our sales team and this and that. And, and then you're sitting there going, you're going to ask the sales team, you're the CMO, you don't have a fucking clue what you're asking for or feel confident, but you want to be able to blame someone for when this doesn't go right. Yep. So let's just we're going to open it up to a committee. So that way yep. when the CEO steps in and goes, we spent all this money, we're not getting the leads, we're not getting the this. And then CMO is like, "Hey, that was their fucking decision. Not my decision. I brought the team together. I'm the connective tissue here, but I don't want to be the decision maker." <laughs> And and you you're you're absolutely right. Like it's most likely the last project you do with this group, right? And and I think you know, and, and I think yeah. that and that's that's tough for an agency because you don't want to you you want you our job is to want to to push through some of these things, but I think a a great agency will recognize it and find a way that just to say it's like maybe it's bad timing, you know. So well, whatever the reason that you want to give is at the bottom, bot the the bottom line is if you're a great agency, you should only work with great clients. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't put up with that kind of internal dysfunction. Right. For the first time it happens, you learn from it and you say, okay, you know, we're not for you. Right. Maybe we know someone who is good for you. We'd love to make a recommendation, but right. But, you know the the internal conversation you have with your team is is going to be like, we're not fucking dealing with this anymore. Right. Like you said, they don't have the balls to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Um, how does this? How does this one make you feel? So I'm gonna. Like, I gotta. Mm-hmm. I gotta set this up a little bit. But so okay. you know, <clears throat> I, I am the brand and new project. We're in our kickoff, and it's the. So we we have a few lines headlines that we wrote. Oh, okay. That's mm. that's the mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and and I think my little chuckle there was that because I, I think the way you just said that is exactly what's probably going through my head. Yeah, but <laughs> it's but like this that's, time, that's so like, cute. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm a lot less annoyed when a client does this than mm. when an account person gives oh, the creative I, okay. team some headline starters. And, okay. and I'm just like, just to kind of clarify oh, that's, that's, that. And that's good. That is very, very important. Because that, because that also happens, that, 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 that also happens a lot. And, mm-hmm. and the truth is, in either instance, it always comes from a good place. Especially if it's, if it's your creative team, if you're the account person, you're, you're not, you don't want to get in the way of them. You don't want to impede them. Like it's it's your ass on the line too. If 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 the creative tanks and the client leaves, mm-hmm. so so you know they're not. 
when account people give creative teams creative ideas, they're not doing it because they want to screw over the creative team. They are, no. I believe, trying to be helpful. Right. Rarely, if ever, are they actually helpful. Right. Um, but in either it in, in either instance, I think I think their heart is coming from the right place. It's a tougher conversation to actually have with the person on the internal team because it's just you know. It's just your your team, and you're gonna kind of have to work through this. But mm-hmm. when it comes from the client, mm-hmm. I I actually I put this in that category of optimistic. This is an optimistic viewpoint, and I think we can work with you to make you feel like you are part of this process without having to say, oh, okay, well they've given us three headlines, so we better pick one and use one in in the options, or they're gonna you know, feel left out. Well, that's a double-edged sword because I've seen this play out where mm-hmm. they gave headlines as, as yep. quote unquote. And, and again, this isn't, since this is the episode for it and it irks me when they say it, it's like some thought starters. Mm-hmm. It's yep. like, just say you want to use that fucking headline, you know, because I've seen it, Ian, I've seen it where they've given us those thought starters and then we come back with ideas and then it's, well, we were like, we want it to feel more like what we wrote or it's the, we really like the, this word and you're, and you're like, okay, well, there's only six words and you, yeah. the hero word, you won't let us change. So what are you saying? But then it turns yeah. into the, I'm doing your job. And I, and that's why I feel like it irks me where like, I wish that the brand sometimes just wouldn't feel like they like if you it's kind of the accountability like if you know so much then you don't need to hire us like if you right. have all these fucking yep. great ideas and you can write all the headlines right take what that out of the for? fucking scope like mm-hmm. you, great you guys write them no that's that is exactly to your point it, it comes back to defining the roles and the responsibilities of the agency mm-hmm. at, at, at the onset so if you yeah. describe something as a thought starter fine it's a thought starter. I'm not responsible for including it. Yep. But if you define it as a must have, your creative must include these headlines. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have a separate conversation about our role as a creative agency. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you need an agency here. I think you need an in-house designer to take your in-house headlines yep. and make what you want to make. Mm-hmm. Because what you are engaging us to do, what you are paying a lot of money for us to do, do is to apply our objective vantage point right and and deliver something that you wouldn't be able to do from just your in-house perspective um that's why we're here so so if they're you know when they say here here are the thought starters my my first take is oh that's really cute they want to help like all right, let's let, and and if that and if that's their intention and they and they were really just trying to like then they, give then they, their perspective and thoughts, then great, and right. I'm happy to take that into consideration. Right, because I think in their head, to your point, they're probably giggling like this is so like we already know these are horrible. Yeah, but this is just because we don't have the words, so we're just we just put some things out there. Please make this better. Yeah, that's and different. I don't mind that. I, I, I right. honestly don't I appreciate mind it. I that. do. I do think that it's cute, but I think that if you find as you get into it further that they really wanted you to use those phrases verbatim, mm-hmm. then you're you're going to have that next round of conversations that says, I don't really understand our, our relationship. Mm-hmm.
what's next on your list over there? Oh, am I up? I, I, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of staring at you, and I'm like, God, I'm like every everything you've said so far has made me like uncomfortable. Okay, uh, I had one more here for you okay. that I wanted to throw out. I don't like that color. Um, give me, give me a little bit more here. Where, where do you want me to go with this? Well, I guess the, the, the broad, uh, issue at hand is, is where subjectivity and mm. opinions intersect with the outcome of the creative. So as, as creatives, and especially for you as, as designers, let's assume that there is a brand mm-hmm. that's defined mm-hmm. uh, and there's a palette that's defined and within the palette you have selected um, several colors. You're not using every color in the palette, but sure. you know there are several that you are and you're doing so for particular reasons and the CMO comes in and, and says, I just don't like that color. And then you would say, yeah, well, it's part of your brand. And then they would say, okay, but I just don't like it. So this is a this is a really this is really interesting because um in my previous life um I was teaching design mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a solid year at a art school here in California. And one of the assignments was basically that like I don't like this color. What they don't teach you is what I tried to do, and I tried to bring the business side of what we do into the class. So what I would do is I would have them create a um, a proposal, a creative proposal for me to do some sort of exercise, right? What I would look at is is the structure of it. It was great, right? They they have all this stuff, and you know they picked out fonts and colors and da 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 da, and I would pick something that I knew that they were hanging on like this color or they, they, they spent, I knew that they spent this time to identify a beautiful font mm-hmm. and I knew it was the right decision, but I told them, this is great. This is approved. Now you're going to go and do this. You're going to execute on this, but you can't use that color or you can't use that font. And they were like, well, why? And I'm like, cause I'm the CEO and I don't like it. And I did that for a couple of reasons. One was it it does happen, but we're we're here not to necessarily be artists all the time. We're here to be problem solvers. And if the problem is you don't like that color, I can try to convince you, but you've done this long enough like I have where you know immediately if there's room to win the CEO over. Right. Or not. Because there's a fine line where you don't want afterwards CEO and CMO go to have lunch and they're like, I don't fucking like these guys. Right. But I, but I think it happens. I think it happens in one way or another, whether it's a font, whether it's a color, whether it's a hero photo, I think you hear that more often than not. And I think while I, while it rubs me a little bit, I get it. And I get that, it's subjective. I think it's up to someone like you or myself who's had the experience to re- be able to read the room and understand, are we going to try and bring them to the light or concede 
and you know win the client over to be like, hey, you know what? Not a big deal. Let us. We'll pivot. We'll pivot. Let's solve it. And yep. and let's solve. So I, I, I love it. I it, there there are like I can't. I lost track. But there were a couple things that I really really appreciated here. One was what we just talked about, which which is looking at ourselves as problem solvers mm-hmm. first. And everything else second, whether it's copy, design, UI, UX, whatever it is you do, is is secondary to this notion that we are being tasked with with a a project, but we are going to be tossed curveballs along the way, and we're going to have to solve for those. Mm-hmm. And we need to not be so rigid as to say it's our way or the highway, right? Um, in in all things. You also said, and I think it's a really important point to make that knowing your audience and reading the room is vital here depending on who is saying they don't like the color or the font or the image or whatever it is is going to influence the way that you decide to to move forward you know if it's all the way up at the ceo you probably don't want to necessarily get into it maybe you do you know, it depends on the dynamic of the relationship, but mm-hmm. but it, it may be in, in our best interests to find a solution that we're still internally going to be happy with that makes them happy. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that it's important for us in reading that room to know when to educate because it's in all likelihood, assuming, of course, that we are good agencies mm-hmm. and good creative partners... The decisions that we are making should not should also not be based on what color do we like. Right. It should be based on what is going to resonate with the audience and achieve the goal. Right. And and what a lot of clients, in-house clients, often fail to recognize is that they are not their own audience. Right? Agreed. And it's because it's because they're so close to the work and they're in the weeds day in and day out. It's why they hire an agency to begin with, because they want that outside perspective. They they forget that their opinion is not reflective of what is going to move the needle. Right. And so if they like what we do, it's great. It makes it easier. Mm-hmm. But we need to be able to have conversations that that effectively say, you don't have to like this for it to work. Right. Like you yourself as an individual, obviously the brand has to align to it. There has to be consensus. But I mean, look, there are countless times when I don't particularly care for a design decision, Mm -hmm. but I can understand and appreciate why it's been made. And my allegiance in this project is always going to be to the success of the work and to the growth of the brand. And I need to tamp down what my own leanings might be Right. to say, look, all right, I don't like fuchsia, right? Like, like bright fucking fuchsia is, is just aggressive and angry to me. And I just don't like it as a color, mm-hmm. but I think T-Mobile is brilliant right. for leaning into it. Right. Because it's defining and it's differentiating it and, and it's, it's unique and it, it, it's it's the whole thing. And and so the fact that I don't like it as a color means nothing. Right. Well, I also think that maybe there's a misconception that when we as an agency present things, that they just see it as art. Like the brand just sees it as art versus them realizing that it might not be our favorite color. It might not be our favorite thing. Maybe it's based on some data that, you know, 
this is trending right now. This is this will resonate. We're solving for the consumer that the brand is trying to communicate with. And yep. the ideas that we're putting forward aren't necessarily a our preference. It's well, it's a preference based on our knowledge of what they're trying to do and who their consumer is. So you're not hurting my feelings by saying I don't mm-hmm. want to use that color. It's more of like, well, you know, you're, you're thinking of it a little too shallow. I think we got time for one last one. Mm. You got a banger in there? Man, I, there, there, I have, I literally, I've got a bunch more. Um, can I just rattle some off? Of things, yeah, and then lightning round, lightning round. All right, so I, I might, I might repeat some things, but I okay. think just my, my chaos in my head. This is, these are things that over the past two weeks, I was like trying to make notes of. So bear with me. And some of these irk me, but I'm gonna just roll. So I, I, I created these mock-ups in PowerPoint for you guys. A friend, uh-huh. uh, a, a friend uh-huh. of my, a friend of mine's a designer, or a friend of mine's a writer. Um, you know, I want to ask, you know, right? Um, yep. The, uh, you know, can we make the logo bigger? A little, a little too, eh? Whatever. I, I, okay. I got, I got like, ammo. It's that's classic. That's yep. classic. Right. Like, that's, again, yeah. I go back to the Ian quote. That's cute. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, when we show comps of like a website. And uh-huh. the response is like, so this isn't clickable. That's always uh-huh. that's always uh-huh. that's always a banger. And it's like, no, in the in the two week design period, we didn't build the entire fucking thing out. Thank you. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I love uh, I, I love when a client sees um, layouts for like a website or an app or something, and they're like, you know, so how fast are we can we get it done? You know, they mm, they okay. think that the timeline yep. has changed because now that they've seen it. It's easy for us to just build it. It's it's already built. We were showing totally. the pictures of it. We totally. just have to flip a switch. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love uh, when we spend time on like image direction or like a budget um, for a shoot, and uh-huh. then they're like, "Well, we don't have and that then, kind of and budget." Then there's no budget, right? Yeah. So then we right. sh- then we pivot to all right. Well, maybe we use some stock photography. Yeah. But uh-huh. then it, but then it pivots to oh well, it costs that much for stock photography and the usage rights for that. Can we just use royalty free? But then it pivots to well, we really don't like the way these look. They look kind of ordinary. Or can't we find? Can't we seen them? Right. Yeah. And can't we find something that looks more like this? And you're like, yeah, we can shoot it that way. Yeah, we can. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So we're we're right back yes. to the beginning. Yeah, oh my god. Um. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. One last thing. Or can we make one more edit? One last edit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I know. Look, we've 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 been dragging our feet on some feedback. Uh, are we still good on hitting the deadline for X? <laughs> That's always a good one. Um, I have a simple project. Yeah, that's the can you just? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, I could do this on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, one of our, one of the all time classics for a. Um, a designer is well just can you just photoshop it that always mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's an easy fix right it's the easy right. button just do um and then one of my all-time favorites and this is more 
as you get later on in your career and you're and you're being responsible for helping to scope and budget it's that initial conversation of so how long would it take to do this or how much would this cost and you're like well what the fuck do you want me to do you haven't right. even told you it's like hey how no, much how no. much would a website cost and you're like uh, what <laughs> mean how much would a website yeah. cost how much does a car cost or right. a house or right. anything right. else well right. how many how, how many rooms do you want you know and you and yeah. i have talked about this where you're like they're just it's it's ugh. that's yeah. a great list yeah josh that, so that and and you know what i think the common thread is in all of it uh-huh. is, is the the ongoing education of the client. Totally. It I, is. Like every single one of these is asked because they don't know what they're asking. Right. And it's not their fault. No, it is. I mean, and that's, and that's the thing. Like it's, it's easy for, for a, a couple of, of cranky guys like us to, to just sit and rant and it's and the old, about, it's the two old guys in the Muppets yeah, in, the, in the balcony. It is it's Waldorf and Statler. It's, it's that's, that's like who We're, you and I can become really easily, but I see it as, as an opportunity for, for us as agency partners to have really, really important conversations with clients at the beginning even before discovery on the work, mm-hmm. they don't like sit down to talk about how do we work together? Right. Yep. Like we, the agency are not you. We, we don't know your business nearly as well as you know your business, but we're not asking you guys to do work for us. So since you are asking us to do work for you, we need to teach you how that works and yeah. what, what has to be in place at every step to ensure success and what some of the common pitfalls are and some of the common questions that we get from new client partners are that oftentimes derail agencies because you just don't know what you don't know. I do not blame uh, clients for making these kinds of requests at the beginning. They don't know any better. They haven't done this before. They haven't worked with us. Um, And so, you know, if I'm a client, why wouldn't I ask for the moon and the stars, right? Like I might just get it because a lot of agencies also are not going to have the balls to push back and say, we want to help. We want to find a solution, but we're going to have to, you know, do it a certain way. Too many agencies are just yes people. Well, they're just, yeah, they're just trying. They're just productive. They're they're just chasing the dollar. Correct. They just want to lock in the project. Right. At any expense, regardless of of what that does to the, the morale (laughs) of the team. Right. So I, I just I all the things that we've talked about today, I think, are really great examples of opportunities for clients and agencies to collaborate and communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if 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 that dynamic exists and those conversations happen, I think a lot of these really obnoxious questions go by the wayside and yeah. you just have better experiences. Yeah, no, I, t- I agree with you, dude. I think that I actually think that the agency is to blame for all this. How about that? Yeah. Because no, no, no. I mean, exactly. If we don't, it's our, it's on, it's on us. us. Yeah. And I think that what I would put back to the brand, I want the brand to treat the, the X factor, the Fiverr, the friend, the whatever with the same 
Hawkeye that you're monitoring us and holding us the agency accountable to. So if you're saying to me, you're not really loving the logo designs or you're not loving this, we could always, why don't we just, we could have gone to five. It's like, then whatever Fiverr gives you, B is critical. You know, B is critical on the thinking. Correct. Of of how much or how less or how little money you're spending. Correct. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think that across the board with any of these things, it's can we do it? Or I have a friend that could help or a friend that could do. That's great. But I've seen it too often times where you're like, if I would have presented that back, they should fire me as an agency. But for some reason, they are looking at them as lesser, but lesser is still okay because it's probably because it was cheaper. Because it's cheap. Right. Right. But if I discount my price, you're still going to hold me accountable for being the expert agency. Right. Right. Well, you know what I'd like to do um, in a future episode Mm -hmm. is is bring on somebody from the brand side Mm -hmm. and get their list of oh. all of the things that agencies say that piss them off. Because <laughs> I want to be fair, man. Like, I don't want to put us on some gleaming castle on a hill and, and say, you know, we are the ones that know. And we will teach you because we are better than you. And yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I know, I know that there are plenty oh, of things there that are isms. brands <laughs> that are 110% valid. And yeah. I want to get into them. Yeah. I think we yeah. might need to get a couple of brands on there for that one. That'll be, I think that's yeah. genius. Love it. So, all right, everyone, stay tuned for that episode. But uh, for now, thanks for joining. And we will see you next time on The Brand Muffin. The audio watermark goes here. Watermark goes here.